And we're recording. We're back for another episode of Sizzle and Quinny, a podcast brought to you by Sam Finlay. Sizzle is my nickname. The other half of the podcast is sitting across from me. His name is... What's up, guys? You know who it is. It's your boy. Back again for another podcast. It's Quinny, also known as Simon. Kane, as always... This could be in the history of our podcast. This could be one of the only podcasts that we will be disagreeing quite a lot, I think. So it could be interesting. Yeah, before we jumped on the podcast to record, we sort of had um, a back and forth over text messages about what we're reviewing. And we both had very different opinions on it. So let's get straight into it then because we've obviously got a lot to talk about and maybe debate even. And we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which was released last week on HBO Max, or for us in Australia, Binge. It clocked in at four hours almost. I was broken up into six chapters. It was a long watch. It was a very long watch. Now, for a little bit of background, and for those who may not know, so Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, it's often referred to as the Snyder Cut. Um, it was a 2021 director's cut of the 2017 DCEU film Justice League, starring Ben Affleck as Batman, Henry Cavill as Superman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and Ezra Miller as The Flash, to name the most notable characters there. Uh, so Zack Snyder, he stepped, stepped down as director of the 2017 version for family reasons. Uh, so Joss Whedon took over and it was not the most critically acclaimed movie. When Definitely it, not. Uh, it was, yeah, didn't get the best reviews. So Snyder is back to bring his vision of the film to life, which he's done. And as I mentioned, he's done over four hours. It's a marathon. But we're going to get into it in a moment. Uh, for further background, I'll give you just a quick synopsis of the movie. So as I mentioned, Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of Justice League. Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with a plan to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. That's per IMBD. So the scene has been set. We're going to talk highs and lows. We're going to talk our hero and our villain of the movie. We're going to give it a ranking and then maybe some questions to close out that we had about the film. So it's a four-hour movie. Hopefully, we'll be able to get the podcast done in less than four hours. I think we'll manage. I think we'll be able to cut it down. Before we get into highs and lows, let's just get an instant reaction from yourself and I. I mean, my instant reaction was I actually really liked the movie and while it was a long watch, it was an entertaining one. So, Quinny, that's a very, very quick instant reaction from me. What's yours? And then we'll get into the highs and lows. Uh, for me, it's, it's, uh, it was probably better than I thought it would be. And it's way better than the first one. But in saying that, that's not saying much because the first one was complete trash. So, <laughs> I just think the Snyder Cut was maybe a little bit better. But we'll go into that a bit later. And like you said... It was a deep watch. Like I had to watch it over a couple of nights. I kind of enjoyed how it was broken up a bit because there was no way I was sitting there for four hours to get through this film. And 
mean, we got through Endgame together, but that's only, that only clocks in about three hours. So this was like a whole different story. So a whole new beast, but first reactions, better than the first, the original one, should I say. All right, highs and lows, let's get into it. Let's, let's talk highs. I'll begin. I've got, a, I've got a few highs, I've got a few lows, but we'll start with highs. So first and foremost, I really liked the ratio that this movie was produced in, the 4-3 ratio. Uh, as you, know, you get the disclaimer at the start of the movie, it's as Snyder originally intended rather than the 16-9 widescreen that we're usually accustomed to. So I really liked that. It was something different. Like we, you know, we saw it at the very start of WandaVision as well. And that's a podcast that we reviewed last week. So go back and listen to that. That was something that we were very high on. Um, so you can you can listen to that wherever you get your podcast, of course. But yeah, I, I really liked the four three ratio. Like it, it it sort of was a homage to um, how we used to watch movies back in the day before widescreen TVs were a thing, and it, it sort of centralized the the viewing experience, which I liked. So that was one thing straight from the start that I really liked. But another thing, and this is probably something that I really liked about it. I know we'll probably debate on this because you didn't like this and that was the slow motion uh and Snyder he's known for this um during the action scenes I really liked how I mean there was a lot of slow motion like let's be real and that's probably why the movie went for four hours rather than you know two and a half maybe because pretty much every fight scene had quite a few slow motion scenes there so but I I really liked that like it added suspension to it it added uh, a bit of thrill to it. And I thought it gave the movie a, a very different take because it's always hard with these movies and I find myself doing it, which I've got to be careful to do because it, it's, it's probably discrediting DC, but that's comparing them to Marvel, especially comparing them to, you know, as you mentioned, the end games, the infinity wars, and they're very different movies. Obviously they're that, you know, comic book world, I guess that fantasy sci-fi, but I liked how there was so much slow motion in there that it was a very different sort of action movie to a Marvel movie. So I particularly liked that. And I loved the sound effects in this movie. Like one sound effect that I really loved was like that warp sort of uh, like sound when Steppenwood would teleport. And I I really liked the first major action scene that we got uh, between Steppenwolf and the Amazonians. So sort of on that paddock, Amazonians are on the horses and Steppenwood's, you know, he's fighting off, um, you know, five, six, 10 Amazonians left, right and center. They keep coming at him. So yeah, that was a, a high for me. Uh, I'll let you jump in there before I continue because I know you didn't love the slow motion and I know you didn't love that scene because of the CGI, which I actually thought was was good. Just to clarify, I didn't say I didn't, I didn't say I didn't like the slow motion. I mentioned that I just thought it was, it was just overused a bit too much for my liking, but that might come in a little bit later. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I agree with a lot of you what you've just said there. But for me, yeah, I think overall the movie, it made a lot more sense to me this time around. I know when I first saw it, I was just like, what's going on? Like, there's just too much happening. Wasn't enough really substance behind what was going on in the film at the time. And to be honest, I can't really remember the original one, like the original Justice League, because it wasn't great. So I just thought this one was better. So that's a that's a positive for this for this film. Um, I also really enjoyed, I don't know, you might have done this as well, so I really enjoyed like the backstory you got with Flash and Cyborg. Because in the 
original Justice League, they were very much underutilized. They were kind of just there in the background. They kind of just show up at the end and it's like, who are these guys? You don't really get the clarification about how did Cyborg become a Cyborg in the first place. Obviously, I knew the Barry Allen stuff because I've watched The Flash, obviously, the DC TV series. But I just kind of liked how they showed you a bit more of their backstory, which I thought was really good. It made it just better for me overall. And again, like you said, I do enjoy a superhero movie, so I did like the fight scenes. I didn't think they were quite fun and entertaining. There was just some scenes that I just thought were a little bit ridiculous, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Stefan Wolf, big fan. I thought he was actually a really cool villain. And I just remember from the, the original one, I thought he looked really weird. In the original he was very one. different, very different. He's different. I different felt like, voice, different yeah. attire, different armor. Yeah, I know it's the same actor, but I just felt like this the, the Snyder Cut just seemed to have it going a lot better than the, like what he originally did. So I really enjoyed him as a villain, and I kind of liked he had that heaps cool axe. Like that was, a, that was a badass weapon. I did like how he used to teleport around. So that was pretty cool. And another thing, I really enjoyed um, Darkseid in the film. So you got a bit of that dark, is it Darkseid? I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. That's how you say it. Yeah. I thought his inclusion was pretty cool because I don't remember seeing him at all. He wasn't in the first one really at all. Definitely not. I don't remember seeing him at all in the first one. So I kind of, it was kind of cool to sort of see like he was kind of that big bad, I guess, that you didn't really get much from in the original um, cut of this film. So that was for me a high. And then like you mentioned, I did also, I did like the opening scene against the Amazons. Like that was pretty cool because they're all really good fighters. Um, I just didn't really, yeah, anyway, I won't say anything else, but I'll leave it there. I've got a few more to add, but I'll go back to you if you have any more that you liked. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few more that I'll continue on with. I, and we spoke about this to start. It was a four hour movie, like a long, long movie. Okay. This isn't something you put on on a Monday night, you know, at eight o'clock and you're going to get through it. I liked it though. And I liked how they split it up into digestible chapters. If, if they didn't split it up into the chapters, I wouldn't have probably have agreed with the length, but, and they, and they sort of did this to make it almost like a TV viewing experience, but I liked the length of it. Now, a question that I'll throw in here as well to you, and this is something I was thinking about. Do you think it would have been maybe better because it was, you know, four hours and they had these, you know, these chapters do you think, you know, six chapters, do you think they should have maybe done it like a TV series and released a chapter each week? I think that would have actually probably been even better. I mean, I'll, I'll quickly throw it to you and then I'll continue on. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was just going to say, it probably would have made it a lot easier to digest. And as we know, we like how they do the old release an episode one week and the next and the episode the next week. So I think it could have worked. Uh, I think that might have worked. I also was going to say maybe just split the film into two different parts. So like part one focuses on the first three chapters and then part two comes out a week later and that focuses on four, five and six in the epilogue at the end. So I think that could have been a way to do it. But I agree. I think if they did it that way, I probably still would have watched it and it would have spaced it out a bit more for me because as you know, I probably watched it over probably like two afternoons slash nights because it was a big watch. So yeah, I think that could have worked. Yeah, I did the same. I watched it over two nights. I think you and I were texting back throughout as well um, with, you know, reactions of scenes and, um, you know, characters, uh, inclusions and, you know, whatnot there. Uh, I'll continue on with some highs here. So I also really liked uh, the black Superman suit that we got rather than the first one. He comes in the original, you know, red and blue. I really liked that. And that's obviously from the comics. 
And I love when Marvel and DC bring some comics canon into the the films. So I really loved that. I liked how this was very dark. The first Justice League was a lot of bright colors. Even if you have a look at the, the, uh, the covers um, that were released, you know, the cover art, like the first one's all bright. The next one's in black and gray. So, and that sort of, I guess, sums up how the movies were shot, you know, Jack, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, director's cut, as opposed to Josh Whedon's take. And I think DC suits that dark style. You know, Marvel goes for the more comedic sort of films. Yeah. And, you know, it's shot very differently, obviously. And we've gone through, you know, Zack Snyder's sort of style there. But I, I really liked how it was a, a dark movie. You know, both from it being more of an adult movie, you know, there was, um, we got some swear, some swearing in it, some heavy swearing in it, which you don't get in the Marvel movies, obviously. Um, it was a lot more gory than, say, a Marvel movie. I mean, yeah. you know, spoiler alert, but Stephen Wolf, he, gets you know, when head, he, yeah. he gets his head cut off yep. there, there's a lot of blood and guts, which we don't get in the Marvel movies, really. So I like that. I think that's DC's niche that they do well. And obviously Marvel do what they do well, which is almost everything else yeah, um, true. better. Uh, so I like that as well. Um, as you mentioned, I, I totally agree. I loved how we got a bit more of the background for Cyborg and the Flash. We didn't get in the first one. Um, I particularly liked Cyborg in this movie. And I, I also liked their relationship because at the end of the day, they're two kids among adults. And I like how they had, they sort of built a little bit of a relationship there. So I liked that as well. Um, you mentioned it, Dark Side's inclusion, you know, and having this big bad in there, I really liked. And, you know, I've got a few questions about him later, so I'll, I'll save that. Um, and one, one scene that I really loved was Flash's first appearance, you know, when he's applying for the uh, pet store. Um, and he rescues his future love interests, Iris West, uh, from being hit by a truck. Uh, yeah, I love that scene. He explodes out of his shoes, you know, runs, saves her from, you know, the, the car crash. That was really cool for me. An awesome intro to uh, The Flash. In Good the old movie. Harry Allen saving the day, yeah? Yeah. Love it. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's some highs for me. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I've just got a couple more to add. Um, like you said, like with um, Stefan Wolf, I really also enjoyed his scene where he taxi Atlanteans, where you get that kind of underwater, underwater battle scene and you get to see my girl Mera makes an appearance because she obviously wasn't in the original one. So I thought I really enjoyed her inclusion. I liked the scenes that she was in. Like she has the, you know, she's protecting the, the mother box. She gets attacked by Stefan Wolf. She also has the scene with Aquaman himself as well. And then right at the end, she randomly appears in like the post-apocalypse scene, which is pretty cool. So I liked how she was a lot more involved in this film. I think she's a cool character. And I'm not going to lie, like, I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman in this film. Like, I kind of like him more now. Originally, I didn't really like him. I know you're not huge on Ben Affleck's Batman, but I think the Snyder Cut might have saved him a bit for me. I think in this film, he kind of plays it really well. Like he's obviously not got all the superpowers and all that kind of stuff. And he has to rely more on his gadgets, which is heaps similar to like the comic book um, canon, which is really good. So I just think I really enjoyed him. And he also, you know, he, he did have a couple of cool one-liners in there, which was always a bit of funny. That adds a bit of humor to the situation. So you got to love that. And finally, man, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't mention this because I know you love Wonder Woman. 
I think her theme was the big winner of this film. Every time she's like in a scene, that hectic chant starts oh. playing in the background. It's like, do, 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 yeah, do, 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 that was do. great. Like all her, every time she does something, and then obviously you get the slow motion all the time while she's running around, cutting right. people's heads off. Like, and I really enjoyed that kind of her theme music, which I think was kind of cool for me. So that for me was a winner. So that was my last one I went to add. Yeah, it's interesting you say that about Batman as well. And look, I've got a different opinion on Ben Affleck as Batman, and I'll get into that for my in my lows. But he was actually um, received quite well the the new portrayal of his Batman. They took out a lot of his jokes that were in the the first Justice League, which were just a bit lame, um, and they made him a bit more serious. And they still had a few one liners in there, which was sort of you know, his classic one liners there. But uh, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I, I personally didn't love him, but uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, I mean, and let, let, let's, well, let's just move straight into lows because we're on that. And that, I guess, is my first one. I, I'm not a big fan of Batfleck. I'm really, I, I don't know. Some people lo- love Ben Affleck as Batman. I am not one of those people. Um, I, I'm not a big Ben Aff- Affleck fan to begin with. I must admit. So that probably is a, a very big contributing factor why I don't like him as Batman. But I just don't like the portrayal, this like super thick sort of suit he has. Uh, you know, I mean, it is hard, right? Because you get Christian Bale as, as such a good Batman. Like he is, I mean, he's my favorite Batman. I don't know about you, but Christian Bale is undefeated as Batman for me. It's going to be very interesting to see how uh, Robert Patterson portrays Batman in the upcoming um, movie that he's going to be in as Batman. But yeah, I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan and I didn't love him in this movie. I just feel like he, he literally shows up late to every fight in the movie. And for the most part, he gets dominated. Like he was no be- nowhere to be seen when the other members of the Justice League fought Steppenwolf. Like he's off there just shooting those um, flying bugs, whatever they're called. Well, you got to think about it. He's just literally a human being. He doesn't have any supernatural, well, any I mean, special powers. So that, he's got to work with what he's got. That that goes into my next which point. Which makes sense because that's what Batman's supposed to be like in the but comics. That, he's not that, supposed to be like that. Heaps good. He's got to take on the big alien guys out of space sort of thing. So, so where's the suit that he used when he fought Superman in the previous films? Like he could you know, go to- that film was trash. It's probably in the gutter somewhere. <laughs> but that goes into my point, right? If that's the case, then you can't make him Batman versus Superman go up again. Cause like, there's no chance he is going to go. And like, why that's another point. Where's that suit? You know, the big, um, you know, suit that's got the kryptonite and whatever, you know, part of it. Well, he probably where- doesn't need it because he's not versing Kryptonians. But then they, they have that scene where they go, when they first uh, bring Superman back to life, like maybe you, you have that suit on hand in case Superman is actually evil Superman, which he turns out to be. Until but remember it's supposed to be today. because, you know, Lois Lane, you know, is supposed to re- remember who they are. So that's probably why they didn't have it packed in the background. But- anyway, I just thought like, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of him and I, I'm not a fan of Ben Affleck as Batman there. So that's, that's the first one there. Uh, I, as much as I loved the length of the movie, I thought it was a bit of a mess at times. And I thought it was very disjointed. Like it does sort of cut from, you know, Aquaman, you know, being underwater or Aquaman, you know, at the the bar 
on the shore in to, slow motion, taking his shirt off and yeah. zooming in on Jason Momoa's chest and biceps. Yeah, that's gonna come into mind. Yeah, basically, basically to you know a completely different scene. You know, Batman with Alfred. So like, I, I did find it was a bit messy. It it was a little bit messy there, and you know, staying on that point of the movie being so long, I thought despite the length, it was rushed at certain points i thought bringing the whole team together was quite rushed despite how much time they had and i mean and overall the script isn't great i mean let's be honest it wasn't a great script he's not uh, no, it, snyder's not zach's is not really known for his script writing no. it's more so like the vibe that he creates like yeah his action sequences and stuff he it, it, was, it was a very watchable movie and you get so much adrenaline so many adrenaline hits throughout it's like taking you know 20 cups of espresso just down every Love second some coffee. Scene. Shout out. I need a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need do the coffee right now. Just get through this podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought the script wasn't great. So yeah, I mean, there, there's some things I had there. And one other thing before I hand it over to you, I actually didn't like the inclusion of the Joker in it. So I'm curious to see what you have to say about that because you Joker is your all time favorite um, villain hero. Like you are, uh, you are the Joker at heart, so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, come on! You went to a dress-up party on the weekend. That's right. That's Joker. right. Respect. Like, Shout on. out. Love me and some Joker. Is the Joker your all-time favorite just character? Just I know, side, he's probably side my favorite. Two? I'd say he's probably my favorite villain of all time. Okay, there you go. So, all right, that that's you know maybe you want to start there before you jump into, and that's another question for you before you jump into your lows. Did you like the inclusion of Joker or is that something you had as a low? Because I mean, Jared Leto just, he, he ha- hasn't done it for me as the Joker. Suicide Squad was obviously a, a terrible movie and obviously just a complete mess. But, and they, all, they had a bit of a different take to the Joker in this movie. Obviously he didn't have the face tattoos and he looked a little bit more like the Joker we all love. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like they just threw him in there and it was, it didn't really make sense, to be honest. I was about to say that. Like for me, it was in my, I didn't like the film, what I didn't like about it. Like, go, yeah, go into them then. I'm kind of, yeah, I'll mention that. That's going to be one of my last ones I was going to mention because it's towards the end of the movie. But I just think for me, like, I'm kind of, it was kind of cool. It had like a Joker scene in there, but I just don't think it was necessary at all. It just didn't need to be there. Um, again, like you said, I, didn't, I don't really like Jared Leto as the Joker. But in turn, I do prefer the, what he looked like in this film, like you said before. I prefer him not before the stupid tattoos and the grills and stuff because that's just silly. I think it's more that sort of portrayal of joke that he does in this little scene that he's in is more so like from the comics. So, But overall, I didn't think it was needed. It just added more minutes to this film that didn't need to go for four hours. So if it was me, I would have just scratched that scene completely. Just the way it was filmed too, it just kind of looked like it was sort of just chucked in there. And like Batman just like swears at him and then they're like talking shit to each other about, you know, Harley Quinn. And then like when he lost um, Jason Todd. So it just kind of was a bit, wasn't there for me. I just didn't like it. And, and like, why was he there? Because I mean, what, it, what you can assume from that scene is that uh, the newly formed Justice League are now going to take down what would assume would be Darkseid and Superman gone bad you know what would have happened but like what's joker adding to that team or that fight like i said he's just there to just him and batman just have back and forth i guess mm. but anyway do you are you ready for me to just unleash 
Yeah, please do. Because I'll, right. I'll, I'll get ready to uh, go up against the... Counter? You got a counter? I like it. I'll, I'll counter some, if there's uh, anything that I think is blasphemous. So straight away, you know I'm gonna, you know this is coming. This is the first one I wrote down. The slow motion scenes, I know you really enjoy them. I just think it was just way too over the top. You don't need that many slow motion scenes. And half the time you get a slow motion scene, like I mentioned with our boy Aquaman, it's just like a zoom in of him taking his shirt off heaps slowly, like, you know, zoom in on him. It's like, okay, I get it. He's a big dog. There's Jason Momoa. Sure, but why is he getting like a slow motion? He's on, you know, he's just on the dock looking out into the waves. The waves are coming at his skin. It's like, just like, what is he doing? You don't need to do that. That was for all the females out there. Exactly. And then <laughs> it leads into the fact that even like Batman, when he's on top of that gargoyle and he's just sort of like staring down at Commissioner Gordon and it's like slow motion looking at Batman on top of the gargoyle, on top of the building. And it's like, all right, cool. What, what, am I, what are you getting at here? My boy, Zach, what are you doing, Snyder? Like, what are you trying to show me here? But I mean, that's what Snyder's known for. So, yeah. like, I but feel like I get, like, I get that's what he's known for, but don't, I think he just used it way too much. The amount of times he uses slow motion, I don't think it was that necessary. So, what about in the, the fight? Obviously, like, you kind of need it when the flash is. Oh, yeah. So, the only time I really enjoyed it was like, you know, the opening scene, that was pretty cool. And I also liked when they did it for the Flash. You, you saw, need that. You do and need you that. Saw, and, you need, and you saw Superman somehow still keeping up with the Flash while he was in slow motion, which I thought was pretty cool. So I think that's a good way to use it. But, you know, Jason Momoa just on the dock, just looking down to the sea, I don't think it's needed. Um, again, the last battle scene, you said it before, I wasn't a big fan of it. It just was like it just felt like it was just a game of halo or something and batman's just like shooting laser beams at people it's like what's that like that has i just didn't like that last scene at all and then you see him he kind of drives in there and then aquaman's like just flying through the air and like you know just landing like it's easy and just for me i'm just like i didn't think he was that great in the air he just seems to be able to just do whatever he likes and they just find those bugs come on he was surfing a body yeah, right. Okay, cool. He's surfing the body. See? Um, just didn't do it for me. I just didn't like it. Um, I did like when Stefan Wolf gets his head cut off. That was pretty cool. But I just, you know, just the whole battle scene, it just was felt a bit rushed for me. And then the flash was just annoying me. He kept running around in circles and he gets, like, injured. He's like, oh, I can't do it. It's like, mate, get up. Your healing factor is, like, heaps quick. What are you doing? You almost ended the world. So... Wasn't a fan of that. And I'll do one more and then I'll let you get back to you. But their CGI, sometimes it was good. Other times it wasn't great. I didn't really, like, obviously in the, the original, the CGI was a lot worse and it was just heaps colourful. So I think it was better in this one. But I just think there's a few things they could probably work on to make it a little bit better. You know, the critics here says, oh, we've got to speak the truth. One other thing I'll mention, I thought Stefan Wolf, I thought he was actually a really good villain. But it just kept annoying me that he was like, it's like, what is his motive? What, what is he trying to achieve in what he's doing? Yes, he yeah. wants to put the mother boxes together, but why? And why is it the whole time he's trying to please Darkseid? It's like, mate, what do you need him for? What's the story that you didn't get? You didn't, it didn't really tell us what their relationship was like. So why is he following him so badly? And I was just like, I don't know. What is he trying to prove himself to him for some reason? Has something happened in the past that's impacted now, I just thought it wasn't clear to me. 
And, you know, if you want to have a good villain, there needs to be a solid motive. And it kind of just reminded me a bit of like Loki and Thanos in the Avengers, how Loki's sort of the, the baddie, but he's working for Thanos. But I feel like in the Marvel one, Loki's obviously, his motive makes a lot more sense. Like he's jealous of Thor, he doesn't like him, you know, sort of thing. But I just think for me, why didn't they, like, what was the relationship there? Like, what's his motive? Yeah, and I think it is that, like, he is trying to win over Darkseid because obviously he's been out of favor. I agree there. I agree. It's not explained. I I totally agree there. But, and I also agree the fact that I, I, the, the last fight scene where they do fight and finally defeat Steppenwolf, that wasn't my favorite action scene. My favorite one, as I mentioned, was the, the beginning when the Amazonians go up against Stefan Wolf. But I also like the first time they face off against Stefan Wolf as a team, I guess, obviously without Superman. In that um, sort of like hangar, not, not hangar, I don't know what it is. It's like underneath the um, underneath the bridge. Is it underneath yeah. the bridge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in the sort of like the sewage system. Yeah. Like- and that's when obviously Aquaman comes and uh, saves the day. Yeah, and so again, I'm, slow motion. Yeah, but I, I was all for that slow. Give me, give me all the slow motion in the world, honestly. Another thing we mentioned, like Darkseid was a cool character. Um, I just didn't really understand why did he want to destroy the Earth? What was his, what was his plan? What was his end game? I guess he kept mentioning this anti-life equation, but what does that actually mean? I wasn't really sure about that. That was a bit confusing. And they kept talking about that's what he wanted to do. And I'm like, well, I guess he's a he's a a ruler who his ultimate goal is to conquer the universe by eliminating, you know, all beings. I guess. So, yeah, I mean, it, I agree. Also, not explained. And you think within four hours they probably should have been they able to give me that backstory. Yeah. You got any more lows? Because I have some more that I can give you. Now keep rolling. Okay. Next one, um, Superman for me. I just think he just, from, you know how he shows up at the end? It just made everybody look heaps weak. I didn't really like that because, like, you see that Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg and that, they're always struggling to fight Stefan Wolf on his own and then Superman just shows up and just goes, yeah, one punch, you're done, and he just absolutely destroys him. So just for me, just made the other characters seem like they've just taken a back seat so they're not strong enough to compete with these guys. So for me, I didn't really like that. And because Superman just made it look too easy. And I understand that he's supposed to be the strongest being in the universe in the DC world. But, I just, you know, I thought one of them was supposed to be, like, pretty much on par. And she's struggling against Stefan Wolf as well. And then the only way they kill him is when Superman, like, kind of hits him a couple of times and then takes all his armor off. And then as he sends him away, that's when she cuts off his head. So... That's what I didn't really like about it. Just Superman's just made it look too easy. Yeah, I think that's the problem with Superman. He because yeah. he is so overpowered, it's hard to make a movie with him, especially something like this where you've like like the Justice League, you got a team of superheroes. They're never gonna like be, but like you said, I mean, Wonder Woman shouldn't be that far removed from from him and from his power. But yeah, it's it's a tough one, Superman, because he is so overpowered. I agree. I didn't love that as well. Like, like when he arrived, it was like game over, basically. Yeah, that was it. No chance. And then that's the only reason why the mother box opened because Superman died. So I was like, oh, okay. And then he just shows up and it's all over Red Rover. So 
Well, there you go. Any others? <laughs> I've got so many. I feel bad, but I'm going to no, give them to you. Keep, keep, I'm giving them keep to ripping you, in. Because, you know, we're going to do it. It was a four-hour fill. All right. Next one. Off the, next cap off the rack. So, like you kind of mentioned before, I didn't really like, you know, they had they kept showing those nightmare scenes. Like the, They kept flashing forward, flashing back to like the apocalypse sort of theme or whatever that was. So for me, I just felt like Snyder was just trying to merge too many different genres like throughout the film. But we get obviously, you know, the team up, superhero team up, which is standard. We get sort of like the origin stories of some heroes and some villains. And then we also have this post-apocalyptic world and like what if world if you know if Stefan would have won and Superman didn't come back and we and and they didn't win the fight so for me I just thought it was just not necessary and it's even made it even longer for me well that leads into like my last couple of points of my my lows for this film so Lex Luthor like why was he in this film we didn't need Lex Luthor I just why do we have that scene where he escapes Arkham Asylum I guess that links in the Joker I guess but why is he just chilling on a yacht in the middle I don't know where he is probably like in the Mediterranean somewhere I don't know on the near the beach somewhere and then I just don't like Jesse Eisenberg you mentioned how you don't like Ben Affleck as Batman I don't like Jesse Eisenberg really as Lex I don't really like him as an actor in general so I just don't know why we had to have that extra scene and then I kind of liked how Deathstroke made an appearance because he's pretty cool. But why was he there? Why does he hate Batman so much? That don't, you don't get that. He just goes, I've got some information for you that you might be interested in. Like, right. Is this like a new movie or like, what are we doing? Is this the same film? He's like, oh, his real name's Bruce Wayne or whatever he says. And I'm like, righto. But okay, then why is the next scene Deathstroke's on Batman's team? So yeah, to me, like you said, it's a bit... Get, you know, it's a bit all over the place at some points. And then finally, who the hell's the Martian Manhunter guy? Who's that? Who's <laughs> the Martian guy? What was the point of him in this film? Like, I get he's like pretending to be, um, you know, Superman's mum and talking to Lois Lane, but who is this guy? And then that last scene where Batman wakes up, it's like, oh, here we go again. It's still going. And he just floats in. He's like, oh, I'm glad you put the team together. And then I'm like, right, who are you? You have bring nothing to this film. Yeah, I don't think he should have been included either. I mean, he's obviously from the comics. He's part of the Justice League, uh, you know, the, the greater Justice League, I guess. But yeah, unless you're going to make a sequel with him in it, which they're not going to do, I don't know if they should have brought him in there. I guess Snyder was trying to be clever with it, but I agree. I don't know if it's necessary. Like that's what if, I mean. This film is gonna, a bit like that. If you're gonna bring him into it, you probably should have had the Green Lantern as well. Because he's part of the Justice League. I guess you see a Green Lantern at the start of the film with like the Olympus gods. But that's that's but not the Green Lantern. That's not the that's, Green Lantern, though. That's, that's, that's a Green Lantern. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, any more lows? No, nah, that was that was me. That was a lot of lows. You've crushed this movie. I'm gonna be I'm interested to see what your rating is. Uh, but before we get to rating, let's give out our hero and villain award. I'll go first because you just rattled off about four hours worth of yeah. lows. I need a rest. Go. I think the podcast has to end here. We've, we've clocked out um, at four hours. Uh, so my hero, and I reckon I've got a sneaky suspicion that this might be your hero too. And that is Cyborg. I really liked the inclusion of Cyborg. He obviously didn't get 
much of a backstory in the original, but we got some context given to his character. I really liked his abilities and how they brought that to life. I liked how, for me at least, obviously Batman is, I guess, the captain of the team, but I thought Cyborg was really the leader. You know, obviously for his abilities, they came, um, you know, they were crucial and they came in handy and he was sort of leading the team to where they needed to go. And, you know, he was crucial with their plan to take down Steppenwolf. But yeah, I thought he was the leader. So I really liked it, liked him as well. I thought Ray Fisher, he did a great job. I've never seen him before. I've never seen him in anything. Uh, I've never seen him in anything before, but I thought he's got like, I don't know how old he is, but he has uh, definitely a bright future ahead of him because I thought he acted out the character really well. And, you know, Cyborg isn't a character I'm all that familiar with from, you know, comic canon, but uh, yeah, I, I really liked him. So he gets the hero award for me. Yep. Well, so it looks like we've agreed like we normally do for the first time on the podcast. Now we had a few agreements in our yeah. what we liked and what we didn't. Yeah, I'm going cyborg as uh, cyborg as well. You said it yourself. I really enjoyed his inclusion. He felt a lot more involved in this film, and he's, it was kind of I didn't really know much about his character. And I remember in the original, he just didn't really do much. He was kind of just there. So I just felt I loved his backstory. You know, he was like the quarterback and he has the, the crazy accident and his dad works at Star Labs and then he does opens up the mother box to like create the cyborg. And I just think his powers are pretty cool, man. Like he's just hacking into the, you know, into accounts, giving that lady money when she needed some money. You know, he can fly. He can like turn his arms into hectic like weapons. He can just literally hack anything he likes. So I thought he was really cool and I liked his banter with the Flash. And like you said, he, for me, really stood up and like kind of led the way. And it was like kind of his plan to like defeat Stefan Wolf. So who wins in a fight? Iron Man or Cyborg? It's probably Cyborg. Wouldn't he just hack into Iron Man's Yeah, that's what I would think. And his suit I mean, and his he, he is the machine, right? Where Iron Man wears the machine. So I'd take Cyborg too. I think Cyborg's got our boy Tony Stark covered. He does. Unless Tony Stark then, you know, calls the Avengers. Might be a different story. But then again, if Superman's around, watch out. I'd like to see any of the Avengers take down Superman. It would be That'd interesting. That'd be interesting. I wonder who could take him. I mean, Scarlet Witch should probably stand a, a shot against him. Maybe Doctor Strange if he uses some serious magic and like creates some kryptonite or something. But yeah, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? That's literally his only weakness. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for Villain Award. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'm going to be very short and sweet with this because I mentioned it when I was talking about my lows and that's Batfleck, man. Really? He's, he's, he's your my, worst character in this film. He's my least favorite wow. Batman. He's my least favorite Batman. As I said, some people love him. I just don't like him. He, he's the only one in the film that doesn't try to stop evil Superman. Literally everyone else has a shot at him and he just stands there and just like deflects his um, uh, eye beams. Yeah. Doesn't, he's always like, as I mentioned, always late to the fight. He's always struggling. Like, I know he doesn't have superpowers, but come on, like you're Batman, like figure out a way. You, you figured out a way to take on Superman in Batman versus Superman. And he's just useless in this movie. 
Like without Alfred as well, who is this guy? Alfred's quality in this film. Like Alfred's great. He he was up there as maybe a hero, and it was good. We got a lot more Alfred scenes in this. But as I mentioned, you know the main problem with Batman, and he says it himself in the film: his superpower is being rich. Like, that's literally it. Take away his money, take away his suit. Who is this guy? Like he was part of the League of Assassins, but yeah, and trained. But you know, he is rich. I I, I did like how he was more serious in the Snyder cut yeah. than the theatrical movie. But yeah, recast Christian Bale. Well, they've already got um, Robert Patterson. So yeah, that, that's also an interesting. This is too many Batman. That's an interesting choice, but we'll, I'm sure we'll pot about that in, you know, a year or two when it comes out. So yeah. that's my, my villain. All right. This is mine. This is like, had to be done. The Martian Manhunter. Who are you? Sorry, you did nothing for me in this film. You didn't contribute anything. You just disguised yourself. That was it. And then you float at the end and you're like, you put the team together. Woo. Yeah, nah. Get off the screen. Why are you in this film? You just didn't make sense to me. Sorry, you're my villain. And also, like, if he's there, why didn't he help him out? Yeah, where was he when they were battling the, the demons? Just chilling? Like, come on. He was just floating around disguising himself, man. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I can't argue with that one. Can't argue so, with that. Martian, Manhunter, you're done. All right. Let's give it a rating. We'll stick with the, the theme. We'll stick with, even though this is DC, we'll give it an Infinity Gauntlet rating out of six rather than five. Right. One for each Infinity Stone. So for reference, IMBD gives this movie very, very good rating of 8.4. So... That's the same as Avengers Endgame. So I'm not sure I agree with that. But uh, the theatrical release, the 2007 Justice League, got 6.2. So as per IMBD, a big improvement. How did we rank it? I am going to give it, I'll go first. You know, we don't need to go into, I guess, too much detail here because we're sort of broken down our highs and lows. But... I liked it. I liked it more than I hated it. So that's why it gets above three. And the slow motion, the, uh, you know, just epic performance by Cyborg and, you know, Wonder Woman being in it. I'm going to give it four Infinity Stones out of six. I put on the glove. I don't have it complete, but I've got four of the stones. So four out of six. Yeah, that's solid. Maybe maybe a little generous. I was tossing up with a three point five or four, but Wonder Woman got me to four. Yeah, I like that. Well, I I was going to say two and a half out of six for me. I wasn't as high as as you were, but because Cyborg does a bit of carries it a bit, and then my girl Mera's in there from Aquaman, I'm going to give it a three out of six. Fair enough. That was where I was. I was sort of thinking you were going to be a two point five to a three. Yeah, well, I had if it was out of five, it would have been two and a half out of five. So I was like, no, nah, I'll give him the three out of six for the gauntlets. So I'm putting that, I'm putting on the gauntlet, but I'm only getting three fingers in there. I'm only using three stones for this film, just because of Mera and Cyborg. Fair play. All right, before we finish the podcast, I know you've got a question for me. I have a question for you about the film. So I was going to ask. Do you prefer this? Sorry? 
You can go, go first. first. You can go first. I'll just say you're one. You've gone back to back. You went. You went the rating first. You went the best character. Like, you, I'm being a little a greedy. I'm being a little greedy here. You're being greedy today. I'll just. Right. I'll just say this quickly. I was going to ask you, which was kind of silly, you know, even thinking this is a question to put at the end of the podcast because, of course, we we're going to re- reference to it. But I was going to ask you if you preferred this to the original, and obviously you did. I so did. I'm yeah. going to scrap that question and just, you know, take over. Hit me. All right, Sizzle. This is hard. I'm looking looking forward to seeing what you give to me here. I want you to give me your top 10 DC films of all time. Break them. Top 10 on the Yeah. Hey, we do it. We've done for we've done top five for Marvel. I was gonna to say top five, but I thought that'd be too easy with DC because there's only a handful that are probably good. I'm making you go hard. I want a deep, a deep dive on this. I want a your top dive. 10. All right, so this doesn't have to be uh from this sort of um this is every any time every single dc film you've ever okay. seen the whole universe whatever it is whatever batman it is whoever it is in no particular order 10 i ranked mine but that's all okay. right you put you me on the spot me, here i know yeah. that's why i wanted to do it you don't have to rank them one to ten you can just give me ten all right i'll i'll, I'll give you ten be interesting to see if we have a similar list all right, so this is just off the top. Like this is, um, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to go back in this and like I would have forgot films or, you know, I would want to shuffle things around. So <laughs> 10, all right. All right, at number 10, number 10, I'll go Watchmen. I really liked that film. This TV series I liked even more. You're very just, high on that TV show, yep. We're just going movies, aren't we? So Yeah, just movies. All right, Watchmen. Thought it was, it was very different, and it was one that I I really enjoyed. All right, number nine, we'll go. Batman Begins at number nine. Right. Okay. Number nine, Batman Begins. Number eight, I'm going to go. Number eight, number eight. I'll go. Batman versus Superman. Really? That makes your top ten. That makes my top ten. Wow, I was only, not expecting that. Only because it was cool to see two iconic superheroes go up against each other. The other, the Superman, Man of Steel will not make it. Just yeah, that's that. not on my list. No. That's, that's not going to make it. All right. So what's that? I've given you, you three. To, yeah, you got, <laughs> you've given me three. All right. Now... I'm going to bring up a list just to refresh my memory. Number six, I've got Aquaman. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I really like that film. We saw that together. It was one one that we really both enjoyed coming out of the film there. And, you know, it was after a few of the DC movies that we didn't particularly love. So Aquaman there, Jason Momoa, he was awesome. Number five, the first Wonder Woman. Nice, good. I mean, my intro to Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, she was perfect. I didn't love Wonder Woman 1984, which Trash. was a more recent. We did a podcast on that too. If you haven't listened. What do you wish for? What do you wish for? Didn't love it. But yeah, that's going to be number five. All right, number four. It's getting a lot more difficult now. I will go The Dark Knight Rises 4. Nice. So it closes out the amazing run that was Christian Bale as Batman. That will be number four. 
Number three, we're getting to the, the pointy end of things. Batman, and the name is, is escaping me. Batman Forever, number three for me. I love the Riddler as just like yeah, me boy. Yeah. the villain. And that movie, I mean, it's not the greatest like, like movie per se, but it's one that I really enjoyed when it came out. So that's number three for me. Number two. Oh, what a question. I knew this would get you. But if, if you gave me some time to think about this, I would have been able to. I, Sorry, I, it's on the spot. I know that I'm, I'm gonna, I know that I've missed something, but we can review it later. We can review this. We definitely have to revisit this podcast. So num- number two. Number two. Number two, I'm gonna go, and I was almost gonna make this number three, but I'm gonna go with the most recent Joker film that came out Good. that we saw. Like it was a very different take on the Joker, obviously. Um, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. I thought it was just a really cool portrayal of the character that everyone and the villain that everyone really loves. He's iconic. And we this was after we got the first Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. And that is a movie that definitely that did not real. make my top 10. So it was good to have a very different take and a very real take of the Joker. And number one, you know, it's obvious. The Dark Knight, like you has can't to be number one. Always has to be number one. You can't beat it. I'm not going to give any reason to why it has to be number one, but that's it there. And I know I've missed some, so you know, I'm interested to see your top ten. You ready? Hit me. All right. I, is, there, is there any just outrageous ones that I've I've missed in mind that you think? Well, that I was going to say like? we just did a whole podcast on Justice Justice oh. League Snyder's cut, and you didn't mention it. Okay. <laughs> Classic. Okay, I'll put. I'm going to throw that in there, and, and replace it with what? I'm going to throw that at three, and yep. shuffle everything back. Right. So, what did I have at number ten? Oh, you have Watchmen. Is that, so that that's an honourable mention now? Good man, you've rattled me. I know. You're on the spot, man. I was. I'm out here hustling, trying to think of things. I'm googling quickly, trying to remember films. Oh man, so good. Give me All a right. ten. This may, oh. may not even make the final cut of the podcast. I might just cut this whole, whole thing. No, it has to make it. This is great. All right. You just have you to do it. a bit of editing. You have to work your magic. Lot, a lot of editing. You're really busy. All, All right, right. Give me your 10. Here's my 10. All right. Number 10, um, Birds of Prey, the Harley Quinn film that came out last year mm-hmm. with Black Mask as the major villain with Ewan McGregor, our boy Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course. So that for me, that's number 10. Just a sort of, it wasn't a great film. It's just a fun film. I do like Harley Quinn. Margot Robbie, love her. Shout out to her. Aussies. Uh, number nine, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. That's number nine for me. Nine. Okay. So I made your top 10. Made my top 10, but that wasn't hard. Uh, number eight is going to be Joker, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. the most recent one. Um, number seven has to be. Oh, this was going to be the original Batman 1989 with Michael Keating. So the Tim yeah, Burton nice. one. Yeah, and yeah. Jack Nicholson as a Joker. So yeah. that's number seven uh, for me. about that. Yeah. Number six. This is a different one. This might, you, you, I don't think you've seen this, but I have it on DVD. Uh, Batman the Killing Joke, the animated film that yeah, came out a couple of years ago. Mark Hamill does the iconic voice of the Joker. Great film. I also have the graphic novel as well. 
Uh, number five, Wonder Woman. The original first one, not 1984. No, That's no, never no. making my list. Number four, Aquaman. Like you said before, fun film. We both enjoyed it. We went to the movies. It saved the DC universe. We had Wonder Woman that came up strong with Aquaman, so that was good. Number three has to be The Dark Knight Rises for me. Number two, Batman Begins. And number one, obviously, The Dark Knight. That's strong list. Ten. Strong list. Next podcast, we do. I'm going to re-rank mine, okay? I like it. Re-rank them. That's my 10. Very Any good. questions for me? I like it. Look, I've just got one question to bring the podcast, I guess, to a close. Actually, I've got two questions. Part one, did Zack Snyder restore the essence of Justice League with his cut of the film? And question two or part two, if you like, would you want a sequel? So for part one, I think he did save himself with the Snyder cut. I thought like we've just done a whole podcast on it, man. So we want to go to a podcast on the original Justice League. That was never going to happen. So I think for me, he did save it for me. And he's sort of opened my eyes to kind of want to get back into his universe and his idea. Because he had some good stuff in there. There was a few things that I really enjoyed about it. And obviously, I did have a few bad things. But, you know, it's a review. It's what we do. So I think he did save himself. And I think it was a lot better. And the second part of your question, sequel, I'd be kind of keen to one just to see, you know, what's the go with that dark side guy. Martian Manhunter, he's not allowed in the film. And no wasted Jared Leto Joker clips. No, we don't need that. Um, so I think that if there was a sequel, I would probably, I would definitely see it, but it better not be four hours or I'm done. There you go. All right. I, I agree um, with you. I, I do think Zack Snyder restored the essence of Justice League with this film. And as you mentioned it there, I'm actually pretty keen to go back now and watch the DC movies in order. And I'm going to nice, do that. Lot. I like that. Go yeah. back. I'm going to do Appreciate it like, we, like we've done with Marvel as well. Yeah. You know, we've both done that as well. And that so you're going to go just Snyder Universe? Yeah, or... I'm, going to, I'm going to go just Snyder Universe first. And then I might go back and watch the other ones as well. But yeah, I want to watch all this. Now that Justice League's out, I want to go back, start with Wonder Woman, the original one. I, I believe you start with that one. And then I'm going to go all the way through. So yeah, Sounds I'm looking good. forward to that. And yeah, of course I'd want a sequel. Like, you know, as long as Josh Whedon, no offense to Josh Whedon. Isn't a part of it. Yeah. I'm, and it's not as heaps colorful. Yep. As long as he's not producing it or um, directing it, then I'm fine. So it's just so funny how he did the Avengers and the Avengers Age of Ultron and they're both yeah. really good films. I know. And this one was just, he just, I don't know. But I, but I think that, I think that's the problem there, right? Because yeah. he, he tried to make it a Marvel film. More so like a Marvel film. Like, like colorful yeah. and like um, that, that sense of comedy. And I think that's where he fell short. And that's why I think Zack Snyder, this is a good conclusion, I guess, why Zack Snyder ultimately won is because he brought that dark DC essence to the film. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, let's leave it there then. That was a, we're done. A, we're done. It wasn't four, four hours. hours. No, it wasn't four hours. It wasn't four hours. It's a longer podcast than we normally do. It might but have nearly, maybe an hour, maybe. We'll soon find out. I don't have yeah. the, Zoom doesn't have the timestamp on it for some odd reason. 
Uh, but please follow us on Instagram, Sizzle and Quinny. We'll be back with a podcast very, very soon. We're obviously going to be reviewing Falcon and the Winter Soldier when that's over. Ooh, wasn't that a good first episode? That was a great first episode. We won't go into it too much because we're going to have very a full podcast that. on that. Yeah. Go back and listen to our last episode, One Division, and then listen to all our previous episodes as well. Tell your mother, them. your brother, your sister, your cousin. Cousins, second cousins, grandparents, aunts and uncles, whoever it is. Don't tell the Martian Manhunter, but do tell Wonder Woman. Do tell yes. Mera, of course. Tell Don't our boy Aquaman. Just make sure it's not too much slow motion and just <laughs> him with a shirt off. We don't always need that. But yeah, other than that, I'm We'll done. be seeing you next time. Well, we won't be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace.